year is 1493. Leonardo da Vinci, obsessed with the idea of man flying, ingeniously designs and draws up a flying machine called the aerial screw. The diagram has a helical screw and follows the concept of an ancient Chinese toy that would fly as a spinning rotor-created lift. Fast forward to 1939 and Igor Sikovsky successfully brings Da Vinci's idea to life as he pioneers the single rotor design. On the 4th of September that same year, the world's first practical helicopter took flight. Today, we can't imagine a world without this modern marvel. It transports people, saves lives, puts out fires, fights crime, and so much more. Helicopters have been a staple in the modern world, but where do they take off from? Where are they stored when they're not flying? And where are they maintained? You've heard of airports for planes, but now South Africa has its own helicopter-only, privately-owned heliport, and it's right here in Waterfall. This is Season 2, Episode 4 of the Waterfall Podcast. Sean Rosevier, CEO of Ultimate Aviation Group, and Keith Batchelor, Heliport Manager, are the people responsible for bringing this one-of-a-kind concept to South Africa, and I got a chance to chat to them about how it all came to be. There was a need to develop our own purpose-built heliport um, due to our business growing rapidly. That's Sean, and the business he is referring to is Ultimate Aviation. Traditionally, throughout Johannesburg, there hasn't been a new airport or any aviation infrastructure built for probably 50, 60, 70 years, most of our lifetimes. So we started looking internationally and looking at various concepts. And then we slowly grew on the idea of building our own airport, which would be an heliport, um, to support our grain operations of our fleet. The main reason was that as we were growing, the traditional airports didn't have enough hangar facilities. The hangar facilities were not suitable for our, with the type of operations that we were doing. So we became basically airport owners and, and developers by force just because our business was growing and we really needed additional infrastructure and world-class infrastructure to, to complement our business. Where there's a will, there's a way. In order to expand the business, Sean knew what needed to be done and he looked internationally for inspiration. You know, aviation globally, obviously pre the COVID pandemic, was, uh, was growing rapidly throughout the world. So um, the big bottleneck was obviously airport infrastructure, and there was always a, a lag. And, you know, that's what led us into doing our own development uh, where we can build something that suits our operation and we went on a very long journey, um, started looking internationally. Obviously, not a lot of these have been built anywhere in the world. And we were quite fortunate that there are international regulations that the International Civil Aviation Organization um, has laid out for the building and layout and design and operation of heliports, um, which we did use. It's, um, it's called ICAO Annexure 14. 
and the heliport was very much developed in accordance with that international design and best practice. So it's very much a textbook design um, heliport that you can literally pick up and put in in, in Europe, in America, and it's compliant. Um, so it meets all the international regulations, which is very important going forward. Once the design was in place, it was important to find an area to build a heliport that ticked all the right boxes, and Waterfall being centrally located between Johannesburg and Pretoria made it the perfect location. And then we started speaking to Waterfall, and we, uh, we were on a very long journey where we worked on it jointly with Waterfall, and it took about four years of getting all the planning um, there's a number of authorizations that you need to build a, any airport, which we had to get before we could even break soil from the South African Civil Aviation Authority to environmental impact assessment studies to noise studies. And then obviously um, of all the municipal um, regulations that we had to comply with and the rezoning of the land to obviously be a, a special purpose piece of land, which it is. And it's turned out to be an extremely successful project. And it's full testament to the hard work of and vision of waterfall in ourselves and getting something like this off the ground. Keith got involved four months into the project after the main contractor was behind schedule. He has a background as a quantity surveyor. I had 12 years at Marion Roberts and 13 years with Group 5 and I then had eight years with Investec Property on the other side of the table as a property developer. I understood the whole process of construction and as such development. When the main contractor went into liquidation, I took over five of the foremen that had been retrenched by the main contractor and then together with the, all the subcontractors, we finished the project pretty much on time. In the process of just getting it finished, I've stayed on with Sean and have ended up running the heliport for him uh, and for Ultimate Aviation, Ultimate Heli. The project was completed on the 1st of December 2018. Sean explains why they chose Waterfall to build the heliport. We were looking for a piece of land that was obviously centrally located between Johannesburg and Pretoria. And obviously we own helicopters, so we flew around and we started earmarking a few pockets of land that were undeveloped at the time. And we very much uh, fell in love with the site that we've got. Obviously, it's part of the waterfall development. It's It's got extremely uh, good road access in and out of. And as well, um, it's on the edge of the waterfall development. So from a noise point of view, it was an ideal uh, site. It's right next to the highway. We've got extremely good visibility. You know, I think it adds to the whole quality of waterfall where there's a, a you know, a lovely looking heliport that you know which was on their doorstep which offers um, various services which we'll get into just now to the residents of Waterfall and the greater community of Johannesburg. Currently Ultimate Heli operates alongside NAC as the major tenants. Halo Aviation, Netstar, NetK911, Bidvest Protea Coin and SSG Security make up the rest. The Ultimate Heli hangar has at the moment got four aircraft actually uh, which uh, are in maintenance and then there are 16 other helicopters uh, in the uh, hangar and then NAC have got 19 uh, helicopters in their hangar and that's not at full capacity uh, at the moment. We have got helicopters that are out as do uh, NAC. 
So there's somewhere between 40 and 45 helicopters pretty much at any one time based at, at the heliport. Being a fully equipped heliport and not just a helipad, there are many facilities and amenities that make it a unique experience. There are two office uh, components, uh, ground floor, first floor and second floor. The two hangars are 16, 1700 square meters each. Um, the ultimate heli hangar has got workshops and maintenance facilities in it. Um, along with about 400 square meters of workshop and offices. Uh, and here, complete rebuilds and uh, of helicopters are undertaken, uh, along with uh, standard maintenance. And in the second hangar, that is just storage. We have a refueling facility on the premises. There are a number of um, emergency helicopters that are flying in, just refueling and flying out again. Grand Central are not offering that, Lanceria are not offering that. So we're one of the few, if probably the only facilities that offers uh, a 24-hour refueling facility at the moment. Um, We have three boardrooms, sort of small, medium and large. We've got an undercover um, area with a a braai and bar facility. So it's a function area that we use for staff events, but it's also available for outsourced events if the the need is right. Of course, there can be something very luxurious about flying in a helicopter, and Ultimate Heliport has seen their fair share of high-net-worth individuals passing through. You get, obviously, a lot of high-net-worth individuals that do land. They congregate there, use the boardrooms, have lunch, and then get back in their helicopters and fly out. You know, a lot of the mining companies tend to do it, where it's a central place where they all meet, and obviously the important person flies in with his helicopter and the rest all drive in. And then they have a meeting and, uh, yeah, and use the facilities. And, yeah, they, I think they, they really like using it. It's, everything's there, which is great. Since the heliport began operations, Ultimate Aviation have strived to keep noise levels down to an absolute minimum and they abide by the flying neighborly principle. Basically, the concept of flying neighborly originated in California um, where there's obviously a huge congestion of people and helicopters and traffic. It's a basic, you know, flying in a neighborly way um, to respect the residents that you are flying over. Um, and there's routes to fly into a, to the heliport and there's routes to fly out of the heliport and there's obviously no, no-go routes as well. It basically um, is an approach that the pilots all shown and taught. It's a, the least noisy way of approaching as possible. And um, we, are, we were obviously one of the first airports in South Africa or Africa to implement it, and it's working very well. The noise complaints have gone down drastically over the last year, which we're extremely proud of. So it's something that, you know, the, with the heliport and the residents working jointly together to kind of make sure that we have a, a, the least sound um, disruptions in the area and we, I, I believe we're achieving it with this new program that we've implemented since day one of um, moving into the heliport. Not abiding to these rules will result in penalties as Keith explains. Every pilot uh, is inducted the process and they sign a document that they fully understand and will cooperate with it. Should a pilot not keep to these rules, they can be reported to the civil aviation authorities by any resident. They are more than welcome to report anything to the civil aviation authority. They, if they can can give 
me a registration number of a helicopter. All helicopters have registration numbers uh, printed on both sides of the helicopter and underneath. If they can give me the time and the registration and that helicopter is part of the heliport operations, I'm happy to deal with, uh, to take it up and deal with it. It's been a misconception that Waterfall is a no-fly zone. Private companies and helicopters have permission to fly over the area. And although the heliport tried to limit flying over residential areas, they don't have control over the skies. There's an old, they call it the Kailami VFR route, which runs north to south. Um, And a lot of helicopters, when they fly north to south, they fly over that Kailami VFR route that has been around for probably 20, 30 years. So there are um, normal traffic that's got nothing to do with the heliport that do fly north to south over waterfall. Our traffic patterns um, very much keep the traffic away from waterfall. From the south, we join over Baklu, and from the north, we join over Midrand. So the heliport has very much pulled a lot of that traffic that would have actually been going to Grand Central Airport away from, from waterfall. And the only heli- helicopters or aircraft that do fly over are using the Kailami VFR route, which are non-heliport helicopters or aircraft that are moving between, obviously, between Johannesburg and Pretoria. There are, obviously, air ambulances that go into the hospital at, uh, at Waterfall. Um, and then you're, you have your normal, the police and vehicle tracking as well that do uh, move around. And, and, you know, they're free to move around because, obviously, they, they're looking uh, at, at crime. And just to clarify, Ultimate Heliport do have a no approach and a no departure uh, rule in and out of heliport that goes over waterfall. So that might just be where there's a bit of confusion. The heliport houses many important essential service providers, including medical and security services. We've got two air ambulance providers. So we've got Netcare 911 and Halo that operate out of there, as well as vehicle tracking and cash and transit surveillance. So very essential services that um, we need from a day-to-day basis. So those services are still operating on a 24-7 basis out of the heliport. It's also very important to note that there is the only um, COVID-19 equipped helicopter in the country that is also based at the heliport. So if there is a need to transport a COVID-19 patient, that helicopter is actually based at the heliport and fully kitted to move COVID-19 patients around. So if there's a patient in an outline area that needs to get to um, one of the hospitals, that helicopter is, it's a purpose-built helicopter and it is based at the heliport for transport of COVID-19 patients. You know, as the the heliport has grown, there's obviously been new opportunities as well. And uh, there's a lot of international business that has come in. And presently, there's two um, very large Bell 412s that are in for a major inspection um, that are going to Australia to fly on the wildfires. Those machines will probably be ready in the next two months. So there's been a lot of other business that that has come out of the heliport that was never really there. Um, and we also very proud that, you know, helicopters that are coming out of our maintenance facility are going to go and fly on the Australian wildfires towards the end of the year, which is a really nice to see and nice to have. As impressive as the heliport is, phase two of the development is already being discussed. Plans are foot for phase two of the heliport, which is further development directly south of the existing premises. So from the, where um, the helicopters are landing at the moment all the way down to the river is the area that has been earmarked. The intention is to do the, a similar size development uh, south of 
the current premises where there will be two more um, office blocks and two more hangars. So it will almost double, the, probably double the size of the, the heliport at the moment. The ultimate heliport is just another impressive feat at Waterfall. This massive piece of land never fails to surprise me, as I've continually discovered throughout this podcast series. I can't wait to find out what more the heliport will offer in the future and look forward to catching up with both Sean and Keith at a later date. Thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Waterfall Podcast. To listen to all the episodes, make sure you download the Go Waterfall app if you're a resident or work in Waterfall. For everyone else, podcasts will be made available a month later on cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.